What is up, Arizona? Welcome to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, high school basketball. Here we talk about everything small ball, and as coaches in the Valley, we understand that these guys don't get enough love or recognition. We talk about scores, coaches, teams, and players all at Arizona Small Ball. It is Friday, June 11th, 2021. Reyes is here with me as always. We've got a bonus episode for you guys this week. We're going to break down a summer league game between two really great programs in the 3A, American Leadership Academy, Ironwood, and Eastmark. One of the things we always wonder when coaching our own squad in the summer is how are all the other teams looking? How's everybody competing with everybody else? You never really have time to go watch all these various teams play. That's what we're here for. We do all the work. So all you got to do is sit back and hear about how Arizona small ball is going. Reyes, this is our second episode in two days, man. How are you feeling about that? I feel great, man. You know, it's always great to cover small ball, especially when you're covering the two of the top 10 teams that we believe when we covered them in our top 10 way too early preseason. So it's always great. You know, I love covering the small ball. Hope you fans are ready for this because we got some good things to talk about. It's not too much for you, is it? Two in two days? Two in two days. No, it's perfect. We can go three in three days. Why not? Three. Hey, we got a saying day. Here. We got a saying whenever we're kind of iffy about something, we always say just do it for the pod, man. And when you say that, you just got to go for it, man. Stay committed. One of these days, we're both just going to quit our jobs and just totally sell it to the pod. It's going to happen one day. It's going to happen fairly soon. <laughs> Tomorrow. It's always <laughs> fun. It's always fun to break down some game film. Let's get into it. We had both of these teams, American Leadership Academy, Ironwood, and Eastmark, ranked in our way too early preseason top 10 for the 3A. I actually picked Eastmark to be my sleeper team in the 3A. Reyes, let's start with, and we can even just start by saying this, how stacked is this league? Uh, I mean, ALA put on me, shout out to the coach, you know what I'm saying? He got a group of teams, and they are a tough coach. I forgot how many of the teams that were in our way too early preseason top 10. But so he, many, man. I think he has about eight of them, I believe, if not. I think maybe. it's more like six, but there's a lot of them. Yeah, it's a lot of them. You know, we, we mentioned it early in the past, uh, the last episode. Um, but, man, it's a great league, great game. You know what I'm saying? I bet it's wonderful down there. We're definitely going to catch a game. We got it on the calendar, June 23rd, man. We're excited. I know you don't believe me, Reyes, but we're going, man. I'm pumped about it. We'll see. I can't wait. If you catch us there <laughs> June 23rd, pull up, come meet us. It's going to be fun, man. So so let's just kind of start specifically with Eastmark. What were your overall thoughts about Eastmark here in this game that we covered from last night? Yeah, so after watching the game and stuff like that, you know, shout out to Coach uh, for, like, you know, sending us the film and all that to cover and break it down. That was great. Um, Coach McCurdy, you're the GOAT. Really great league. Thanks for sending us the film, man. It's awesome. Yeah, appreciate that. So, you know, the follow back on Eastmark, you know what I'm saying? One, a couple of things that I noticed for them was – they got off to a really slow start, and ALA Ironwood got off to a really hot start. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And just from that slow start, uh, they really couldn't bounce back. They took a pretty big deficit in the first half, and they were trying to claw back, but the the deficit was just too big, and the, the talent that ALA Ironwood was able to have and stuff like that, just to hold the lead was actually really impressive, I thought. Like I said, for Eastmark, one thing that really hurt them was turnovers and forcing shots. That's one thing I noticed. Shots, a lot. A lot of forced shots, a lot of contested shots. I get when you're down by a lot, you have to find something. But when you're not making threes or if your offense is just not flowing, that's when you go into like a motion or try to find some quick hitters for some other people. You know what I'm saying? Like, just don't pull for three and pray to God that will go in. You know what I'm saying? Get to the basket. Get to the free throw line. You know, get your confidence going and all that. I think that's one thing that's great. And then one thing that was positive from Eastmark that I thought is when they applied pressure, 
against ALA Ironwood. They were actually able to cause some turnovers and stuff like that. You know, ALA Ironwood, I'm pretty sure that they're going to see it a lot in this league and stuff like that. But when Eastmark applied pressure, you know what I'm saying, ALA Ironwood got a little flustered, uh, caused some turnovers, but Eastmark wasn't able to capitalize on those turnovers, which kind of bit him in the butt overall. Yeah, and one of the things that we said in our last episode about summer basketball is it's summer basketball and we all understand that we're all going to be sharing kids or missing kids for specific things that was one of the things i noticed about eastmark is they're definitely missing some kids the, the kids that they had they played pretty hard they're really as far as offensively running like a read and react with the ball screen thrown in there from time to time they, they really had a hard time getting going with it kids played really hard though one kid in particular to shout out is number 34 i think this is tim uh, Gotham or Gorham I think it's him I'm not sure if that's his name or not but it's number 34 here in the summer league for Eastmark he was a really good player really long has some ability to get to the hoop uh, also he had a little bit of success posting up when he really didn't get too low with the ball when he kept it high and just went right up he had some success he was pretty good for them I'll be really excited to see Eastmark when they have some of their other kids back really I mean this game was all ALA I mean was yeah. I missing some of this all ALA you know so so let, let's kind of shift our focus to ALA dude how good is ALA right now oh they I mean coach they look great one thing I noticed from both programs before we actually dive into ALA Ironwood is they had a full bench I they know had, man they had a full uh, we got like one kid on the bench right now <laughs> I know coach it's a it's a struggle for us but it's always great to see when programs have the commitment and everything like that. It's not saying that we don't have the commitment. We just don't have the personnel. We still have that many kids. We <laughs> still have that many kids. <laughs> so, I mean, it's always great to see. So that was really cool from ALA Ironwood and Eastmark. But ALA was tough. You know what I'm saying? Like, what I saw from them was they were patient in the offense. And mm. uh, they had this kid, number two. I don't know his name, but he played tough. You know what I'm saying? He was in the post a little bit. Was able to play in the high post, hit some mid-range. They would knock down some threes, play defense, get a couple blocks. He's running the floor back and up and down. It was great. Their guards did really good at attacking Eastmark's defense and finding their bigs. That's one thing I really did notice about ALA Ironwood. They really like to they really like to try to get inside the ball. And like I said, they get for a kick out three. That's great. If mm -hmm. not, you know what I'm saying? Work around it. Touch the big. The big makes actually make some really good reads and we're able to find some of their I shooters. I know, man. That was really good. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, ALA bigs were tough. Like I said, that's that's a congratulations to them, you know what I'm saying? They're able to, like, when the defense collapsed on them, they were actually to make the right plays and stuff like that. So that was actually really cool to see. Yeah, overall, what you said I feel like is super true. I think it was, like, the first – I don't know. So so their, their big guy, I really like him a lot. Uh, his name is Andy Allen. His little – or his I don't know, his little brother. His other brother is on the team, actually, Alex Allen as well. They're kind mm -hmm. of a tandem together. But Andy Allen – is definitely the better of the two. I think every single possession that he's on the court, he touches the ball in one way or another. Exactly. And that's really, really something that they, you could just tell that's an offensive philosophy thing. They're really trying to punch the ball inside. So that was something that I noticed as well. Pitch the ball like every possession. And like what you said, he made great decisions out of it. These are really all in all an unselfish squad. They do a really good job of moving their feet on defense with active hands. They really like to spread the floor, four out, one in. And then they really, like I said, punch the ball inside. They run a really nice offensive set. I know you saw this, but it kind of reminded me a little bit of our U that we run. But they yeah. passed to the wing, and then it was a UCLA cut, and then a sprint on ball screen to the wing, and then the post rolls hard to the rim and seals. If he's not there, 
Then there's a reverse and on ball screen on the weak side wing, which then they get some really good stuff out of that for sure. They actually got a lot of really good stuff out of that uh, going into, I think it was there at the kind of the middle of the first half. So they did some really good stuff. They really do a good job of making a point to find their bigs. A lot of their kids are just honestly really good basketball IQ kids. They know where to cut. They know when to cut. Thinking about this team. This is kind of tough. I've been thinking about this. Who would you say is their MVP of their squad right now? Uh, you know, I love the bigs and stuff like that. I mean, they got some great great guard play and stuff like that. I don't really know their personnel by name, but just from this first summer league game and stuff like that, that number two kid, I believe he's like about 6'6". Six, six. He's tough. So is this the, the taller, lankier kid? Yeah. Okay, so Corey Wood. I believe that's him. Yeah, he was tough. So you'd, you'd name him as their MVP right now? Yeah, just from what I was seeing and stuff like, you know, he plays both. And what why I say that is because he's able to play on both ends of the floor. He's not all offense. He's not all defense. He's a little mix sure, of both. Sure. And he contributes to the team in other ways as well. So that's why. I like Corey Wood a lot. Yeah, I I don't know if I'd blame him as their MVP. Ah, oh, man, but he's really good. You know who actually Corey Wood reminds me of? Uh, mm-hmm. He reminds me of somebody from the two-way. Uh, he reminds me of Tanner Plitzuet, uh, that tall kid from Arizona Lutheran Academy. Yep. They're very similar, uh, can both put the ball on the floor really well. I just kind of wanted to go through and break down some of these starters because I thought it was really good. Uh, and then I'll kind of give who my MVP is. Don't let me forget. If I forget, I want to tell you who I think the MVP is of this squad. Because when I think about this team, I feel like, a lot of these kids, their game is actually, I think it will transfer over to the college level really, really nicely. And we'll kind of talk yeah. about why, but um, you college coaches that are listening, man, you got to watch some of these kids, especially, I mean, Corey Wood, he's coming up and just becoming a junior. I mean, he's pretty young, so you got to keep an eye on these kids, but really, really good games that I feel like transfer to the college level pretty well. Um, Corey Wood, like, like you kind of mentioned, he's great. He's a matchup nightmare, man. He stands at 6'6". He's really long. He can shoot the three ball really, really well. Guess what his percentage was from last year? Uh, he was, he, he, here's a hint. He was their best percentage shooter as far as volume-wise from last year. 38? Oh, you're close. But you're uh, off. 41%. Dang it. He was 41%. He was 29 for 71 on the season. Uh, He was their best percentage shooter from last year. He can shoot it from long distance. He can shoot it from mid-range. He can also put Mm -hmm. the ball on the deck and attack the rim, man. So he's a a matchup nightmare for kids. I'm thinking about how tough that would be to defend in high school. Uh, I mean, that's just hard, you know, and he's got another couple of years in high school. He's going to get bigger and stronger. I really like Corey Wood a lot. And then we got Andy Allen, and he's their other big kid. I say their other big kid. I mean, like, other kid that's 6'6". He is really their big, and I really like his game a lot. He is a load, man. Like I said, he's got a younger brother or a brother, Alex Allen. I wonder, actually, who's older, who's younger. I don't know. Mm. They're both listed as juniors. You know how it's like that if they're twin thing, like who was born, like, five seconds sooner? Not five seconds, but you know what I mean. Yeah. We'll have to figure that out. But Andy Allen, I really like him as a big. He seals really, really well. He Like what you said, man, I know you saw some of his decision-making. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying. Like He was able to make great reads, even from the high post, even in the low post. And I'm saying when the, when the defense collapsed on him, he made the right read, kicked it out for a shooter, and they were able to make on the play. So it was great. 
Yeah, he's tough, man. And one of the things I liked about him that is actually really rare, especially for a high school big, is they gave him they gave him the ball in the post a couple times. He had it. He didn't have great position. He kicked it out, and then he really repositioned himself. And that's really rare that you see someone who really understands post positioning that well. So he did a great job with that. I like him a lot. He's got great hands. He's very good at being under control down there. He really doesn't rush things. It's going to be really tough in the 3A this upcoming year. Uh, like you said, really good at kickouts to open shooters. If teams allow Andy Allen to catch on the low block, I mean, it's over. He's not an above-the-rim player, but he's just a really, really good uh, post to have. He's tough, and he's really, really good at rolling it to the rim, and he's pretty, he's pretty solid. Another kid that I wanted to highlight from them is Elijah Taylor. Okay, I think that they, I think I heard him yelling his uh, nickname in the film. I think they call him ET. If that's not your nickname, I'm sorry, but um, Elijah <laughs> Taylor. Uh, <laughs> I really love this kid's game, dude. I really, you know what? Now that I think about it, I haven't seen the movie ET. I don't think I've ever seen it. Have you seen that? I've movie? never, I've never seen it. You know, I, I'm not ashamed to say that I've never seen it though. Never. Next coaches night. We're going to take a break from watching Semi-Pro and all that, and we'll watch E.T. We'll make it real weird. I guess so. Uh, Extraterrestrial, <laughs> as they would say. <laughs> but Elijah T Taylor, I really love this guy's game a lot. I feel like his game, as far as a guard is concerned, he's about 6'1", 6'2". He's got great potential to transfer his game over to the college level. He's got a really nice feel for the game. He's a great dribble drive guy. He's got great vision, and he's really great at using his change of pace dribble as well, just in the flow of the game, whether it's off a of pick and roll, whether it's in transition. He really, and this is one of the things I love about him so much, he really looks to feed the big guys a lot on the pick and roll, and that's pretty rare. As a guard, especially in high school, who's pretty talented, you have a lot of kids that just try to go to the rim every time. He's pretty good at just kind of letting uh, the, the decisions kind of play themselves out, and he always makes really good decisions. Really excited to see him step into a bigger role this year with the absence of their guard that they lost last year. Last year, I think his name was Kyrie Jackson. I believe so. Uh, Elijah Taylor, this past year, he averaged eight points per game, three rebounds, and three assists. Things that will tremendously help him this year, and specifically for getting to the next level, cleaning up some of the turnovers. I think he averaged about four turnovers last year. And improving his three-point shot because he thought he shot about 13 percent last year so those are some some things that he can really work on in the summer i think he's going to get better at them but the reason why i feel like his game is so translatable to college is he doesn't force things he lets the game come to him he's a great athlete he's really smart he's got a great iq i love the way he plays he's got a really nice feel for the game man i I'm jealous. I always wish that I had a game like that, that I could just let it come to me. I always felt like I was trying to make things happen, and it usually didn't work out great for me. Yeah, there, I mean, there's always players like that, and it's a good thing and a bad thing because sometimes like, we know we know a kid where the game literally comes to him, and he'll go off, but it looks like he's not even trying. He's not even trying. And, Gosh, I hate it, man. And, like, trust me, coaches, if you ever see this kid play, he's trying – but his it's just he's just so smooth and it it just comes off like he's just lackadaisical, but like he's he's putting in the work. So I mean it's a good thing and a bad thing when the game comes to you because for some players the high, maybe the game comes so so easy to them in the high school level that like it's just like wow like this right. is a lot easier than I thought it would be as to some players where they actually have to work and actually like go over some go over some film look at reads like what what decision making and stuff like that. So sure. I mean. It's awesome. I know. I wish I had that too.
Reyes, you had some of that in your game. Yeah, maybe. I need to post that that crossover you had, that snapback. <laughs> the the greatest crossover that the world needs to know about that they don't know about yet. We might do a whole podcast episode just about that. Just that journey. <laughs> Everything Inside that led up to that moment. Everything that led up. <laughs> so yeah, honestly, when I think about ALA Ironwood, these three kids specifically, I feel like their games are pretty translatable over into the college level. Andy Allen and Elijah Taylor are both juniors. So they're running out of time, but they still got a great year left. Uh, Corey Wood is going to be a junior. So, I mean, there's just that's their big three, and they're tough, man. They're really, really good. They have a lot of other really good players around them that can help them. Uh, like we said at the beginning, this was all ALA Ironwood, and they really ran away with this. Uh, the ending score ended up being, I think it was 58 to 28, but they ended up winning by about 30. So uh, they, they really took care of their business. They played really hard. I really like how they did things. It was a great, solid win for them, man. Really good. No, yeah, I thought it was great overall, too, and stuff like that. You know, and like I said, for Eastmark, you you know, you got that taste in your mouth and stuff like that. Get some players back, run it back, and let's see what happens, you know. Yeah, and Eastmark, they are missing some kids, so it'll be good to see them. I hope we get to see them again, hopefully, when we go up there on June 23rd with uh, their full squad, you know, because they were definitely missing at least a couple kids. And, you know, a couple kids can make a pretty big difference. But yeah. um, even, you know, it was interesting. Uh, ALA Ironwood, even though they were, I mean, they, they did run away with this thing. It was kind of cool because it let us kind of see a lot of their other players that were coming off the bench. And they weren't bad either, man. Really good system no. kids that were coming in. We just wanted to cover these two games. Right American Leadership Academy Ironwood versus Eastmark was a really, really fun game to watch. Uh, man, if, if you want to catch some good basketball, head out to Coach McCurdy's Ironwood League. They're sharing gyms between American Leadership Academy Ironwood and American Leadership Academy Queen Creek. They're just kind of a few minutes from each other, but it's a really, really cool setup there. I can't wait to head over there ourselves. Uh, again, big shout out to you, Coach McCurdy, for uh, sending us some game film. It was super fun to break it down. And all you kids on Eastmark, on American Leadership, man, keep working hard. You guys are doing great. It's super fun to watch you guys putting in work, specifically those three kids that we highlighted, man. You guys have got a lot of potential. And uh, for you college coaches that are listening, man, these are some kids to watch on the way up because they're going to do some really cool things in the 3A uh, this year. Thank yep. you guys so much for tuning into the show. If you want to be a part of the action, you can find us on Facebook. For players, you can check us out on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at SmallBallPodAZ. Don't forget to hop on Apple Podcasts and write us a review. Uh, leave us a rating. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Uh, we really appreciate you guys, and, and we'll catch you guys next week for our next episode.